who, what, where, when, why, and how. Those are the six questions we're addressing today in this podcast. Why those questions? Well, it's all about fit. It's all about being clear about the target audience for this podcast and whether or not you fit. I'm putting all my cards out on the table. Total transparency here so that you can make an informed decision about whether or not you want to engage with me in this podcast or not. So, let's ask the questions. Who is this Interior Integration for Catholics podcast for? Well, yes, it's for Catholics, but it's only for a small number of Catholics. Maybe about 3,700 Catholics in the entire world. How did I get to that number? Well, stay with me for the calculations later in this episode. What is this podcast all about? What's the mission? What's the purpose of this podcast? Where does this podcast focus? Spoiler alert, it focuses deep inside you, but you'll have to stay tuned to find out more about that. When? When does this podcast come out? What's the new frequency? What's the episode length for this podcast? Why? Why should you listen to me? I'm asking you for significant time significant attention, significant concentration, significant effort. Why should you engage with this podcast at all? I'll be fleshing out all those reasons. And how? How do we make it all happen with you, for you, and in you with this podcast? So find out the answer to all these questions in this episode of Interior Integration for Catholics, number 84, the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the IIC podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Interior Integration for Catholics. Thank you for being here with me. I am honored to be here with you. And today we are discussing you and me and us and this podcast. We are going to get all relational as we often do here because this is a relational podcast. I'm not just a talking head in podcastlandia. I'm a real person. You're a real person and I'm into real relationships. I'm clinical psychologist Peter Melanoski and you are listening to Interior Integration for Catholics, IIC for short, Interior Integration for Catholics is part of our broader outreach at Souls and Hearts, bringing the best of psychology grounded in a Catholic worldview to you and the rest of the English-speaking Catholic world through our website, soulsandhearts.com. Check that out, soulsandhearts.com, for so many great resources that bring psychology and Catholicism together in a way that embraces the truths of our faith. So let's get into answering the questions, the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, and the how of this podcast. Who is this IIC podcast for? It's for you. And who are you? Well, let's talk about the ideal listener. So if you have it all together, 
if you're sky high on life, if you continually leap from one pinnacle of natural excellence to an even higher summit of human greatness, bounding upward, always with grace and precision and a laser focus on perfection, good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm in awe of you, but you don't need this podcast. Let me put it this way. This podcast is for the Catholic who admits that he or she is hurting, struggling, a lost sheep in need of help. This podcast is for those of you who are wounded, imperfect, harmed in various ways, who are confused, frustrated, who are weary, who are lonely, who are burdened in different ways, and especially it's for your parts. Remember, we're not just a unity, but we're also a multiplicity. We don't just have a single, unified, homogenous, monolithic personality. We have several parts. We have many parts, each one with its own personality. And this concept of parts is absolutely central to this podcast. If this idea of parts does not appeal to you, you probably won't like these episodes. I believe that there were two major discoveries in psychology to date. One at the end of the 19th century, and that was the discovery of the unconscious, and Freud popularized that. He's the one that brought it to the masses. And the other major discovery of psychology was at the end of the 20th century, and that was the discovery of the multiplicity of self. And Richard Schwartz, founder of Internal Family Systems, he popularized that. So let's just review what a part is. A part is a separate, independently operating personality within us. Each part has its own unique, prominent needs, its own role in our lives, its own emotions, its own body sensations, its own guiding beliefs and assumptions, its own typical thoughts, its own intentions, its own desires, its own impulses, its own attitudes. Each part has its own interpersonal style. Each part has its own worldview. And each part also has an image of God. And we really talked about God images in episodes 23 to 29 of this podcast. Got into 14 different problematic God images. Each part has an image of God. And each part has a sense of identity, a sense of who you are. Robert Faulkner, he calls parts, quote, insiders, end quote. And if it's helpful to you, you can also think of parts as separate modes of operating. This podcast is especially for the parts of you that are your inner outcasts, the parts of you that you reject, your inner lepers, your inner tax collectors, your inner Pharisees, your inner critics, your inner prostitutes, those untouchables within you, your inner rebels, your inner fugitives, your inner vagabonds and bums, your inner abused children. I'm talking about this podcast being for your inner refugees, your imprisoned convicts, the parts that don't get to see the light of day, the parts that may have never been loved by you or by any other human being who walks the face of the earth. That's who this podcast is for. That's the who. And... As I've discussed in so many previous episodes, especially in episode 71, that was that was the one that was titled A New and Better Way of Understanding Myself and Others, I firmly believe that the concept of a core self and these several parts helps us to make so much more sense out of our experiences. 
having the concept of parts helps to explain so much. And as I laid out in episode 73, that one was called, Is IFS Really Catholic? I believe that with some modifications, IFS can be harmonized with our Catholic faith. Why is this so important? I'm going to bring up a quote from St. Augustine in his Confessions, where he says, quote, My inner self was a house divided against itself. End quote. A house divided against itself. That's what he's calling his inner self. That's parts. The parts are divided against themselves. Romans 7.15, St. Paul, quote, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate, end quote. I do the very thing I hate. How much does that resonate with you? How many times do you find yourself doing things that you don't want to be doing? That's parts. This is not about willpower. St. Paul goes on in Romans 7, verse 18, I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. It's not just about willpower. Paul had amazing willpower. It's not just about the intellect. It's about these two discoveries in psychology, the unconscious and the fact that we have parts, that we're a unity and a multiplicity. Right. So if you really want to grip onto this podcast, if you're a good fit, you're going to embrace this whole sense of parts, or at least you're going to want to. Right. What else am I looking for in an ideal listener? Who am I hoping that you'll be with me? Well, that there be openness and receptivity to learning and growing. Right. This podcast is for you, for you, the one who deeply desires an intimate personal relationship with God and with Mary, even though you struggle with it. You, who want to be able to come to God as your spiritual father, who want to be who want to come to Mary as your spiritual mother with childlike trust, with complete confidence, overcoming natural level impediments. We want to get over anything that compromises our capacity to relate and to love. Any obstacles we have in the natural realm that will compromise our capacity to relate to and to love God and Mary. That's what it's all about, overcoming the natural level hindrances. I'm looking for you, you who are invested in your own human formation, who are motivated to grow, who are psychologically minded, you who embrace this multiplicity and unity of the human person, and also you who are willing to tolerate some suffering. It's going to cost you to really engage with these podcasts. There's going to be demands placed on your attention and concentration. We're going to do some experiential exercises to take you deep within yourself. I'm looking for you, you who wants to love yourself in a more ordered way, overcoming shame, overcoming self-absorption, you who wants to love others in a much more ordered way, looking for orthodox practicing Catholics. All right. So how many people do I think are out there that meet all that criteria? 3,700, give or take. How do I get there? Well, let's do the numbers. Let's take a look at the numbers. Love to do the math here. All right, so there's 70 million Catholics in the United States, 13 million Catholics in Canada, 5 million Catholics in the UK, 5 million in Australia. And if you add that all up and the Catholics of a few other countries like New Zealand and so forth, we can round it to 100 million English-speaking Catholics in the entire world. 
Now, the Catholic Man Crisis Fact Sheet and the Catholic marketing agency Fuzati both assert that only about 10% of Catholics are committed to the, to the faith, and only 10% practice it regularly by frequenting the sacraments, praying, and engaging in parish and community life. I think that number is high. I think that number is really generous. Sherry Waddell, who does all kinds of work evangelizing in parishes, says that 98% of Catholics have no other contact with any Catholic resources other than their parish. So let's go with one-tenth, though, 10%. One-tenth are committed Catholics, so one-tenth of 100 million leaves us with 10 million English-speaking Catholics who are committed to the faith and regularly practicing taking their faith seriously worldwide, 10 million. All right, so of those 10 million, how many really accept that the unconscious exists and that the unconscious has this huge impact on our internal experience, that it affects us in major unseen ways? So many Catholics, especially devout Catholics, get really uncomfortable with the power of the unconscious. They don't want to go there. They want to believe that most of their inner life is in their conscious awareness. So I'm going to estimate that only 30% of the 10 million English-speaking practicing serious Catholics are willing to really embrace the unconscious and its implications. That leaves us with 3 million Catholics worldwide. Now, how many of these 3 million Catholics will accept that we have parts, these little personalities within us? How many will accept that we are both a multiplicity and a unity? How many will that resonate with? I'm going to guess, again generously, that it's about one-third of those. You know, this whole idea of parts really makes many Catholics uncomfortable. You know, like this. Are you saying, Dr. Peter, that I'm like Sybil with multiple personalities? Yes, I am. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying we're all like that, but not so disconnected and not so dissociated as those who have been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, which is now called dissociative identity disorder. But I am saying, yes, we have this multiplicity within us. We have these parts within us. So I'm going to chop this down by two-thirds. I'm going to say one-third of the three million Catholics are going to tolerate parts. That leaves us with one million Catholics who might resonate with this podcast. All right. Well, how many people listen to podcasts, at least on a monthly basis? Well, according to podcasthosting.org's compilation of statistics from a variety of sources, about 37% of U.S. residents are going to listen to a podcast, at least on a monthly basis. All right, so that takes our million, cuts it down to 370,000. All right, so we're down to 370,000 committed Catholics who accept the unconscious, who accept parts, and who listen to podcasts. Yeah, but how many of those are really committed to human formation? I mean, that's not, they're just not looking at the spiritual life, but they're also really committed to their human formation. I mean, those that really consider the natural realm as important, it's not that many. I figure that maybe 10% of those Catholics are going to really embrace their own human formation, and that's going to be generous. Embrace it enough to actually listen to a podcast on a regular basis that's totally focused on that, 10%. 10% of 370,000 gets us down to 37,000. And how many of those 37,000 are actually going to find this podcast? Well, that partially depends on you, how much you spread the word, how much you get the word out there person to person, man to man, woman to woman, man to woman, woman to man, whatever. But let's say over time we get to 10%. All right, 10% of this potential audience gets reached. Well, we're down to 3,700 potential listeners. 37 potential listeners. This is a niche 
This is a niche podcast. And that doesn't even count how many of those are little kids. And when, we, when I gave you that $100 million to start with, that was, that was everybody. That wasn't just the adults. So number's probably even smaller than that. But again, I'm being generous. So we are really looking at a very small percentage of the Catholic population. We got from $100 million all the way down to 3700 Now, according to the stats from Transistor.fm, which hosts my podcast, we're getting about 4,000 downloads per month. That's really not that many. Our most popular episode ever has gotten 700 downloads total all time. And a download doesn't mean that a person actually listened to the podcast. And some people download the same episode over and over again. They listen multiple times. So it's just the same person listening do it over and over again. Now, when I looked at the last 10 episodes that have been up and released for more than 30 days, we averaged 469 downloads each. That's not very many. We've been around for almost a year and a half now. You know, Transistor.fm, my podcast host, they estimate that we have 201 subscribers. And those are the ones that listen to each new episode within 24 hours of its release on platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So what I'm saying again is we're a niche market. I'm looking for 3,700 out of 100 million English-speaking Catholics. That's 0.0037 of 1% or 1 out of every 27,000 Catholics. That's how special you are. Now, I might be underestimating the numbers here. I, I hope I am. You can let me know if you think I'm off base. All right, so let's take a look at an example of who this podcast is for. Just five days ago, I got this email from a listener, and her words capture what I'm looking for, capture what I'm looking for in those 3,700 potential listeners. This is what she said, quote, first, I just want to share with you that your podcasts and those of Dr. Greg Bataro have been earth shattering for me. It's been an absolute revelation in the last three months, and I can't thank you enough for delving into this crying need to understand ourselves, the mysterious struggle to battle our interior world, and where God, or our image of him, gets caught in the crossfire. I realized while listening to several podcasts that they answer nearly everything I experienced for years without even realizing they have names. Until listening to this podcast, I was never really open to psychology. I relied and trusted more on a well-developed willpower to always pull through. It's rather painful to think I could have saved myself a lot of needless angst that had I learned about this earlier. I'm very knowledgeable about the faith, and I frequently help others in their own faith, but my own issues are hard to combat. The podcast brought all this to the next level. End quote. This is what I want for my listeners, real impact, the kind of impact that helps you change your lives. That's what I'm looking for for you. So those are the qualities of my intended audience, the who of these six questions. To, to sum it up, this is for those of you who are faithful, orthodox, practicing Catholics, but who are hurting, struggling, who feel lost, who are in need of help. This is for you who are invested in your own human formation, who are willing to accept the unconscious, willing to embrace your inner outcasts, all the parts of you that have been rejected by others, those who may never have been loved by you or your family or any other human being around you. I'm looking for those that have openness and receptivity to learning and growing, who are willing to make sacrifices of time and attention and effort. Those of you who 
deeply desire an intimate personal relationship with God and Mary, even if you struggle with it. Those of you who want to overcome your natural level impediments to approaching God, our spiritual father, and Mary, our spiritual mother, with childlike trust and complete confidence. Those of you who resonate with some of this little flower, right? St. Teresa of Lisieux, right? Or St. Faustina, right? Those folks that want that, that kind of relationship, the intimacy, the personal relationship, not those that just want to follow the rules better, right? But that want that deep relationship. Those of you that want to get over anything that compromises your capacity to relate and to love in the natural realm, right? Because that stuff's going to get in the way of loving God and Mary. I'm looking for those of you that want to love yourselves in a much more ordered way, overcoming shame, overcoming self-absorption, and those of you who want to love others, right? And there's going to be others who drop in, who pass by, who stay an hour or two with the podcast. You know, the seekers, those who want information on a particular topic, maybe for themselves, maybe for a loved one. You know, there are a lot of people that checked in for the episode we did on bipolar disorder, the blue and the orange. We're going to find those that want to come in, that want to learn something about shame or sexuality or trauma. Uh, Take what's helpful to you. You're welcome to do that. All right. So... Who, right? Well, the other one besides you is me, right? We've talked about you, so let's talk about me, but just briefly. I won't spend a lot of time on me. In this podcast, I'm never going to ask you to do something I won't do myself. I work on myself a lot, both in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm. I check in with my parts five to seven times a day. I have a human formation plan of life, I have a spiritual plan of life, I have a spiritual director. I'm working right now on discovering my charisms. I'm exploring these through the Catherine of Siena Institute. That's at Siena.org. I'm in their online program, which is called and gifted. And Sherry Waddell founded this decades ago. I've been really impressed with her work. I'm also in uh, an IFS group for therapists and for advanced therapists. It's grounded in Christianity run by Jenna Riamerisma. Why am I telling you all this, right? Because nemo dot quod non abit, you can't give what you don't have. I can't give you what I don't have myself. Take that super seriously. So there's a lot of discernment going on right now about how to guide this podcast, how to guide souls and hearts. I invest in that process of discernment for you, for you. All right, so we've talked about you. We've talked about me. Let's talk about us together, all right? Every Tuesday and Thursday, conversation hours, 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You call me on my cell phone, 317-567-9594. I've taken lots of calls from my committed listeners. Why? Because I want to be with you. I want to be together with you in a deep way. I want us actually to have a relationship. I want to know what's going on in your lives. And that connection only makes this podcast better and more relevant to you. Let's talk about me meeting you where you're at, right? That's a big thing right now. We meet people where they're at. Will I do that? Will I meet you where you're at? Well, that depends on where you're at, right? That brings us back to who the target audience is for this. Those are the ones who I am called to reach out to. I'll meet them where they're at with this podcast, you know, because I'll tell you, there's not that many resources for those of us that really want to do this kind of work in this kind of way. More than that, though, 
I'll meet you where you're at, but I'm going to call you to a higher level of human formation. It's like Anne Lamott said in Traveling Mercies. She said, quote, the secret is that God loves us exactly the way we are and that he loves us too much to let us stay like this, end quote. And, you know, this whole meeting people where they're at, you know, there's, it's kind of mixed in scripture, right? I mean, Jesus did talk with uh, prostitutes and Pharisees, and he talked with lepers and so forth, talked to them. But John the Baptist, what did he do? He went out into the desert. He went out into some of the most inhospitable places, and the people came to him. The people came to him. And Jesus in John 6, on the discourse of the bread of life, so many people left him. John 6, verse 60. Many of his disciples, when they heard it, said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? John 6, verse 66. And after this, many of his disciples drew back and no longer went about with him. And did Jesus chase them? No, he didn't chase them. He didn't water anything in his message down. He let them make a choice. Jesus with the rich young man, all right? He met him, right? But did he go to where the rich young man was at? No, Jesus called him to a higher plane, to being one of his original disciples. This is Matthew 19, verses 20 to 22. Quote, the young man said to him, all these I have observed, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go, sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Did Jesus backpedal? Did he reel it in? Did he soften his position? Did he run ahead of the rich young man and try to smooth out the hard road before him? No, he did not. He turned to his disciples instead. He addressed his disciples. And let's pick up the narrative in verse 23. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say to you, it will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. All right, so meet you where you're at. I'll encounter you where you're at, but I am not going to water down this podcast to try to appeal to a mass audience. 3,700 out of 100 million one out of 27,000. That's what I'm looking at. That's how specific I want to be. That's how much I want to connect with that little group of people. Right. And then there's a who of this podcast that will benefit from the ripple effect. As those of you that engage with this podcast, as it impacts you, as it helps you, as you grow, as you as you become better formed on a human level, that's going to have impact on so many people around you. It's going to benefit the whole church. All right, so that's the who. Right, now we're going to address the question of what. What is the Interior Integration for Catholics podcast all about? What is it all about? What are we doing this IIC podcast for? It's all about your need for human formation grounded in a Catholic anthropology without any apologies. Right, we're we're not giving up any of the truths of the Catholic faith. We're not surrendering on the smallest point of doctrine or dogma 
even when it's uncomfortable. We're going to utilize the best of what modern psychology has to offer in theory, research, clinical experience. We're going to draw from all of that. We're going to focus on love. That's the whole point of this. That's the end game, the loving relationship with God, a loving relationship with Our Lady. How do we first receive love? from ourselves, from others, from God, especially God is your primary father, your spiritual father, to heal your father wounds, from Mary, especially Mary as your primary mother, your, your spiritual mother, to heal your mother wounds, right? How do we do that? There's a couple of great books I want to mention just now, My Ideal Jesus, Son of Mary by Father Emile Newbert. Great information in there about how Mary is our spiritual mother, our primary mother. And then the book, Trustful Surrender to Divine Providence by Father Jean-Baptiste Saint-Geray and Saint-Claude de la Colombière. That is such an excellent book about how God is Father. But you know what? It's not about books. It's about entering into that relationship. It's about overcoming the natural impediments that we have that keep us from really trusting our Lord keep us from really trusting Our Lady. Our spiritual parents are more our parents than our earthly parents, our natural parents. And God knew that whatever deficits your parents had, whatever wounds they inflicted upon you, he had a plan to make up for that. He only allowed the bad things to happen in order to draw greater good from them. There's so many testimonies I'm getting from listeners about how they would not trade their difficult life histories now for anything because of the good that they're finding in it. Healing can happen in this natural realm. It's not just in the spiritual realm. One of the reasons as a psychologist that I want my clients in my consulting rooms, in my therapies with them to get in touch with God as father and Mary as mother is because of the healing that happens in the natural realm, not just in the spiritual realm, but in the natural realm. All right, so we'll be addressing, like I said, that multiplicity, that unity, parts, loving oneself. The other what is the toughest topics. We take on the most difficult, the most raw themes that many people want to avoid. This is from Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. He said, quote, The refusal to take sides on great moral issues is itself a decision. It is a silent acquiescence to evil. The tragedy of our time is that those who still believe in honesty lack fire and conviction, while those who believe in dishonesty are full of passionate conviction. End quote. Well, how, what are the means we're going to be using? This is another what question. What means are you going to be using, Dr. Peter, in these episodes? Well, there'll always be a didactic portion, a lecture, if you will, that draws from secular sources and Catholic sources. When you're looking at scripture, the catechism, the lives of the saints, we're also going to be tapping into more than two decades of my clinical experience as a Catholic psychologist, doing all this integrative work. Oftentimes there's going to be a story or a dramatization. We're going to bring in literature, quotes, and poetry. And then we're also going to be bringing in these experiential exercises, these opportunities for you to go inside and really begin to experience something in a different way internally. We had one of those in our last episode, episode 83. So what is our goal? What is our niche? 
It's all about solidifying and strengthening our human formation so that it can serve as the foundation for a deep relational intimacy with God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and Mary our Mother. Right? Going back to that idea of God as our spiritual father, Mary as our spiritual mother. We're going to be addressing this gaping hole of human formation. Human formation as the natural foundation for the spiritual life. As St. Thomas Aquinas said, grace perfects nature. It does not destroy it. In human formation, we talked a lot about human formation in the episode 63, Human Formation, the Critical Missing Element. It's starting to be addressed in seminaries. There's a whole section devoted to it in the USCCB document entitled Program of Priestly Formation, 5th edition. 14 pages, but no definition of human formation. So we're going to be focusing on that. You'll, you'll see that coming up over and over and over again. All right, so let's talk about another what. Let's talk about what this podcast is not about. This podcast is not about priests and bishops and popes and spouses and friends and politicians and Catholic celebrities, not about anyone other than you and your internal world and your relationship with yourself, with God, and with Mary, your spiritual mother. It's not about world peace. It's about inner peace. It's not about current events. It's about the events that are going on in your inner life, your interior life, among your parts. It's not about righting wrongs in our families, in our neighborhoods, our parishes, our nation, our world. It's about righting wrongs within us. That's our starting point. That's what gets neglected when we've got such this, when we've got so much emphasis on this external focus. It's not about social justice, it's about inner justice. It's about you being just to you, you being just to all your parts. It's not about mercy to others, it's about mercy to your own abandoned, needy, condemned, and rejected parts first. It's not about evangelizing others, it's about evangelizing yourself in your parts. It's not about focusing on the problems of any other human being. It's about you examining you and you connecting with you. It's about you knowing yourself as Socrates commanded. It's about removing the beam from your own eye as our Lord commanded so that you can see more clearly. This is not about being hip and fashionable in the Catholic world. I'm not some sort of Catholic star or celebrity or social media influencer. None of these podcast episodes are ever going to go viral on social media. And I'm not good at being hip or fashionable or one of the cool, popular Catholic media kids on the block. Trying to, trying to, me trying to be like that would make me look like I was trying to dance the Macarena while intoxicated at your cousin's wedding. And that's not a pretty picture. I'm not going to be doing that. We're maintaining the focus on you, especially on the hidden parts of you, where most people never want to go. There's a reason why we hide parts of ourselves from ourselves. We want to bring that to the light. And this is not selfishness. This is not some sort of self-absorbed navel-gazing in a psychological day spa where you have cucumber slices over your eyes and white cream on your face, and I tell you how wonderful you are and lament with you about how terribly others treated you. Uh-uh. ain't like that. Engaging with this podcast is more like a boot camp that demands humility and courage and boldness and perseverance that the vast majority of people are not going to demonstrate. 
If you really go inside, you're going to find things within you that you really don't like. Things that scare you, things that disgust you, things that could upset you in so many different ways. In 1933, Sigmund Freud called the id in the unconscious a chaos, a cauldron of seething excitement. And Bessel van der Kolk, in his famous book, The Body Keeps the Score, said, quote, As long as you keep secrets and suppress information, you are fundamentally at war with yourself. The critical issue is allowing yourself to know what you know. That takes an enormous amount of courage. End quote. And then, I think it's relevant to bring in a poem by Emily Dickinson. Here it is. One need not be a chamber to be haunted. One need not be a house. The brain has corridors surpassing material place. Far safer of a midnight meeting external ghost than its interior confronting that cooler host. Far safer through an abbey gallop, the stones a chase, than unarmed one's self-encounter in a lonesome place. Our self behind ourself concealed should startle most. Assassin hid in our apartment, be horrors least. The body borrows a revolver, he bolts the door, or looking a superior specter, or more. The bottom line is that going inside and actually doing this human formation work, that's a hard road. Really getting to know yourself, that's a hard road. St. Augustine said, quote, Humility is a virtue by which a man has a low opinion of himself because he knows himself well. End quote. And there's nothing so distracting as looking at other people, attributing our difficulties to other people, pointing the finger at other people. It's said that the London Times once sent out an inquiry to famous authors asking the question, what's wrong with the world today? And G.K. Chesterton responded simply, Dear Sir, I am. Yours, G.K. Chesterton. And St. Augustine, this is a great quote, said, quote, This is the very perfection of a man, to find out his own imperfections. End quote. That's the what. That's what we're about. You want to sum it up in one concept. It's about overcoming the natural obstacles and bringing ourselves in an integrated way, all of our parts, no part left behind, into a deep and loving relationship with our Lord and with our Lady. That's what it's all about. So much effort goes into all the spiritual work when there's a really unstable foundation and the spiritual edifice is all rickety because the foundational problems have not been addressed have not been resolved that's what i'm here for that's my mission in life that's what this podcast is all about that's what i'm offering you all right so we've done the who and the what let's talk about where let's tackle the where of this podcast 
So where is this podcast? Well, there's a simple answer. It's all it's on all the major podcast players. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Podcast, all of those. It's also on our website, soulsandhearts.com backslash IIC. But let's get to the more important question. Where in you does this podcast intend to reach? Where within you will we be working? We'll be working in your heart. This is not just head knowledge. This is not just intellectual material. This is not just entertainment, right? We're going to be working in your heart. Luke 10:27. Jesus answered, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself." Notice Jesus starts with the heart. He leads with the heart, not with the soul. He leads with the heart. That's what comes first. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's where he starts, with the seat of emotions, with the seat of relational experiences, right? Leading with the heart. And the other thing in this verse is that our Lord insists on us loving with the whole of us, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind, all of us, all of us, all of our parts. No part left behind. No part left imprisoned, right? We will focus on the heart, but we will also work with your mind and your soul and your body. For example, with your mind, we're going to feed your mind with groundbreaking new conceptual material. It's all about integrating internal family systems concepts with a Catholic worldview. Right? So we will be working in these other areas, but primarily in the heart. That's where the work needs to be done. I've got another where question, right? Where does this podcast fit in the broader church? Where is our corner of the vineyard for this IIC podcast? I'm going to sum it up with this term, inner pre-evangelization. This podcast corner of the vineyard is human formation and specifically inner pre-evangelization. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's start with the definition of pre-evangelization from Father John Hardin's Catholic Dictionary. He defines pre-evangelization as this, quote, preparation of a person or people to receive the gospel. The need for such preparation in the modern world arises from the massive neglect of God and things spiritual. In the past, the Second Vatical Council explains, it was the exception to repudiate God and religion to the point of abandoning them, and then only in individual cases. But nowadays, it seems a matter of course to reject them as incompatible with scientific progress and a new kind of humanism. Through the media of social communication, this spirit of unbelief has permeated permeated whole segments of society. Hence the need for predisposing people even to listen to the gospel, especially in the once Christian affluent cultures of Euro-America. And the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops in their National Directory on, Catech- on Catechesis, they say the following, quote, pre-evangelization ordinarily builds on basic human needs such as security, love, or acceptance, and it shows how those basic human needs include a desire for God and his word. And then Sherry Waddell, in her book, Faithful Discipleship, on page 63, she said this, quote, Direct pre-evangelization of individuals includes praying for others, building genuine friendships, fostering personal and spiritual trust, 
hospitality, the witness of your life and vocation, and having threshold and spiritual conversations with individuals, asking thought-provoking questions to stimulate spiritual curiosity and sharing the story of what you've seen God do in your own life. So the way that these different folks, Sherry Waddell, Father John Harden, and the U.S. Catholic bishops, where they're talking about pre-evangelization is all about preparing a, a person or a community to be able to receive the gospel. I argue that we need to pre-evangelize ourselves. Even those of us faithful practicing Catholics, we need to go inside and pre-evangelize ourselves. What do I mean? I mean we need to pre-evangelize our parts. Remember, so many parts of us have not really experienced the gospel lived out in love. In fact, they've been battling with other parts of us. They've been battling with other people. The sense of actually experientially knowing the gospel, experientially experientially knowing the love of God, uh-uh, it ain't there, right? Parts of us may be somewhat aware of this, intellectual parts and so forth, but there is often a tremendous lack of integration within Catholics. And we don't want the shifting natural foundations that happen when we don't have that integration. This leads, like I said, to those rickety spiritual edifices that are likely to fall down. I make the case that we have many parts who are separated, who are isolated, who have terrible toxic God images, who may be terrified at God or raging at God or disappointed at God or, or who feel abandoned by God. I make the case that we can't just bring God to them without some preliminary work in the natural realm. And that is what I am calling inner pre-evangelization. So let's get more specific about the definitions. Right? Let's define pre-evangelization. It's definition time with Dr. Peter. Inner pre-evangelization is preparing your parts on the natural human level through your love for them by bringing them into relationship with your core self so that they can better tolerate being loved by God and Mary and heal. Then in a much more integrated way, you can love God, Mary, your neighbor, and yourself in a much more intimate, deep, full, and complete way, end quote. I know from clinical experience that a client's exiled part often needs to experience the love from the client's core self before that part can be open to the love of God or love from others. Love your neighbor as yourself. We're back to Luke 10, 27. We need to love ourselves. We need to love our parts. And as part of that love, we need to help our parts with human formation. We need to do this inner pre-evangelization. So where is our corner of the vineyard? It's in your heart, in your human heart. And the natural recesses, the hidden pockets of your heart, where neglected parts live. When? Let's ask the question when. Okay, so we're going to go to monthly episodes, 60 to 90 minutes long. They're going to be coming out on the first Monday of the month. And we're going to be reducing frequency to monthly. We've been doing weekly up to this point. But, you know, each episode takes 12 to 15 hours for me to produce from start to finish. That's a lot of time. 
But there's another reason why I'm reducing this, the frequency, and I'm going to address it at the end of this podcast. So that's when. Why? Why this podcast? It's so that you and I can walk this pilgrimage through this life to heaven. There's a life and death seriousness about this. There's eternal consequences to how we address these human formation needs. I want you to have peace, joy, and well-being. I want you to be able to fulfill your destiny. I want you to accept your identity as a beloved child of God and Mary, a cherished son or daughter of the Most High God and Our Lady. I want you to find freedom in that identity as a beloved child, and I want you to be able to respond in love. That's the why right there. Now, the how. Fulton Sheen in 1978, in his autobiography, said this, quote, There is a third approach to an electronic audience which will be in the future. It will not always be the direct nor even the indirect which I used. It is what might be called the anthropological. I do not use the word in the sense of the science of man's beginning. I merely mean it as the roots of the word imply, a study of man. The presentation of religion had been principally from God to man, but now it will be from man to God. It will not start with the order in the universe alluding to the existence of a creator of the cosmos. It will start with the disorder inside of man himself. It will take all the findings of our psychological age and use them as a springboard for the presentation of divine truths. Do you get that? Do you hear that? It will take all the findings of our psychological age and use them as a springboard for the presentation of divine truths. 1978, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he was calling it out. This is is 43 years ago. He had it 43 years ago. He saw where this needed to go. We've got to start with the deep felt needs within each of us. Fulton Sheen said this, page later, I often wish that I were younger so that I might use this third approach, which I have mentioned, namely starting with the unhappiness inside of the human heart. The audience is always there. The opportunities are ever present. There is need to take hold of tortured souls like Peter, agnostics like Thomas, and mystics like John, and lead them to tears, to their knees, or to resting on a sacred heart. Starting with the unhappiness of the human heart. That's where we begin. That's where this podcast begins. That's how we go about this. How? By working with your heart. The unhappiness within your heart. The restlessness within your heart. The pain, the wounds, the trauma, the burdens that your parts carry. That's what we focus on here. So that is the six questions. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. Now I want to take this a step deeper. I want to talk about the Resilient Catholics community. Not long after I started this podcast, I started to get dozens of requests every month from listeners asking if I would be their individual therapist. I've turned hundreds of people away. I don't have the bandwidth to take on so many. I don't have the licensing to be able to do that. I just don't have the time, but it led me to the question, how can I help? There's got to be another way. It can't just be this podcast and then the handful of people that I can do therapy with. 
how can I do more? There's an answer to this. There's something more than the one-way communication of the podcast, more than just occasional phone calls and emails with listeners. And not all at once, not suddenly, but gradually it came to me. We needed a community. I had a deep sense that I was called to pull some of these 3,700 potential listeners together and to offer you something that went much deeper, much further, something that could bring us all together and that was a community. And so last year, the Resilient Catholics community came into being. So let's talk about the who of the Resilient Catholics community, the RCC. Who is the Resilient Catholics community for? Right, It's for the minority of our potential 3,700 adult listeners who really love this podcast, who really get this podcast. This podcast is a funnel, right? It's an advertisement in a sense to find those people that really latch on in a deep way, who are so invested in their human formation that they are willing to spend time, money, effort on it that goes way beyond this podcast. They're, those are the ones who want to be with other like-minded Catholics on the journey, who burn with a desire for a deep, intimate relationship with God as Father and with Mary as Mother, a real human personal connection. These are the ones that recognize that they have natural level impediments to that deep relating with God and Mary. These are the ones who are willing to make sacrifices in time, money, effort, humility, courage to grow in human formation and to overcome natural level impediments to being loved and to loving. These are the ones who want to become saints and who are not going to neglect their human formation knowing that there is a foundational aspect to it. These are the ones who are willing to be pioneers at the cutting edge of this adventure of human formation, really at the tip of the spear, the first explorers of this human formation ground for laymen and laywomen. Those are the ones that the RCC is for. And who am I in the RCC? Well, first of all, the RCC is my tribe. They're my people. They bring together two groups into one. First, the faithful, orthodox, serious Catholics who are wounded and suffering and who know it. Those are my people. And second, the ones who are psychologically minded who are, who are, or who at least want to be psychologically minded, who believe in the unconscious, who embrace the unity and multiplicity of the human person, and who want to see this through the lens of of a core self and parts. I don't want to do this alone. I've spent a lot of time in the last 84 episodes letting you get to know me, what I think and feel, who I am as a person, especially in episode 71 where I where I got into all of my parts. I described all my parts to you in that one. That was called a new and better way of understanding myself and others. You know, I stay in the natural realm. I am working on preparing the way for the Lord. That's why the patron of this podcast and the patron of the Resilient Catholics community is John the Baptist. Why? Because he was not the Lord, but he prepared the way for the Lord. Right? He did that foundational work. He was doing this kind of pre-evangelization. Right. I'm not a spiritual director. I'm not a priest. I don't claim to understand how grace is moving your soul. I don't see myself as a leader, really, or as a shepherd. I actually see myself as more like an old English sheepdog. Right? Old English sheepdogs, they have a loud, distinctive bark. 
They're independent and strong-willed. That's why I need your prayers to be small and humble and childlike and responsive to the touches from our Lord and Our Lady about this whole community and about this podcast. Old English sheepdogs are adaptable. They're intelligent. They like to learn new things. They're faithful. They're good family dogs. They're physically pretty big, like me. They're sociable. They're protective. And they love having fun. They clown around. They have a sense of humor, right? See myself as more of a sheepdog, right? That's the who. So that's who I am in the RCC. Now let's talk about the what of the RCC. Like, What do we actually do? Well, the application process involves this initial measures kit. It takes about two hours to do. And from that, we derive the individual result sheet and the personalized human formation plan. We've done several of these now for the new cohort that's been coming in. And our members are amazed at the results, how accurate we are in helping them identify their parts and how their parts relate to each other, getting to the why behind their parts' desires and their impulses. Why do I do this? We get to that kind of thing. In the RCC, we've we've got a weekly premium podcast that's going to be redone in the next few weeks, and it's just for RCC members. And the new name is going to be Interconnections. That's going to be starting soon. It's going to be part of a complete course for you working on your human formation. You're going to have a companion on this journey, somebody that you check in with daily for accountability, for structure. We have weekly company meetings where a lot of didactics happen and some exchange and some support so that you have this sense of of moving along with others on this journey together. You have an opportunity for office hours with me and, of course, conversation hours with me and special resources. For example, I told Derek Scott about this last couple of podcasts that we did. He was the one that has done so much with IFS and grief. We started an email communication and he provided me with a trove of his extra resources on grief. It's in a password protected section of his website, but he said that the RCC members can have access to it. That's so cool. I'm going to be putting that up on our website soon so that RCC members who really were into Derek Scott's work on grief that we covered in episodes 82 and 83 can find out even more. So all of that for $99 a month, and we make it financially possible for anyone who is a good fit for the RCC to join regardless of their financial capacity to pay. We do write-offs, we do scholarships, the fees are not the tail that wags the dog. And there are also some opportunities for some parts-based individual coaching as well. We're developing that program. So essentially, the what of the RCC is our pilgrimage together. Let's talk about the when of the RCC. We're going to reopen in December for a limited number of new members It might be about 100 new members. We don't want to take on more than we can really be with and effectively work work with. I'm going to invite you to sign up for the waiting list now. We already have 58 on the waiting list. Go to soulsandhearts.com backslash RCC. Register for the waiting list. Later this week, I will be sending out the first email with extra resources to waiting list members to give you a sample of what it's like to be in the RCC. Check it out, soulsandhearts.com backslash RCC. There's a button there where you can register. You can find out a lot more about it as well. Now, the main reason I'm reducing frequency of this podcast from weekly to monthly is so that I can spend more time with my RCC members. It's that simple. 
You resilient Catholic community members are my people. I have a very strong call to really invest in my connection with you and my relationships with you. I want to be with you on your journey of human formation, on your journey of inner pre-evangelization of your parts. I want to be with you in this part of your work in the natural realm. This podcast has already met some of its objectives. I wanted to bring together a big library of evergreen content that people could access when they have questions. We've got that. We've got 84 episodes now. And I wanted to also let you know my style. I wanted to be open with you about who I am to help you discern if you want to take the next step, if you want to get into the RCC. All right, so the why of the RCC, it's about loving with your whole heart. Luke 10, 27, loving with your whole heart, with all of your being. That's what it's all about. So check it out. Sign up for the waiting list, soulsandhearts.com backslash RCC. And we'll go through our, our waiting list from the earliest to the latest joining members. So your ranking may matter if we have to limit enrollment. Remember, as a listener to this podcast, you can call me on my cell. You don't have to be a member of the RCC to do that. It's for all listeners to this podcast. You can call me on my cell any Tuesday or Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I've set that time aside for you. That's eight hours a month that I set aside to talk to my listeners. 317-567-9594. 317-567-9594. You can email me at crisis at soulsandhearts.com as well. That's my email address. Now, I want to mention another community that I run for any of you listeners who happen to be Catholic therapists or therapists in training. If you are really interested in internal family systems and you want to be with me and other Catholic therapists working on your own human formation together with your colleagues, then the interior therapist community is for you. And we're finalizing new groups for the fall in the next week or two. So check out all our offerings at soulsandhearts.com backslash ITC. So I'm going to invite you to tune in next month, Monday, October 4th, 2021, when we will begin our series on perfectionism and scrupulosity. Several of you have reached out to me in various ways, on phone, text, email. You asked me to address the topics of perfectionism and scrupulosity. I am here for you. I am listening to that. We are going to get into that in detail. And now I have a message from Dr. Jerry Crete, he's the co-founder and CEO of Souls and Hearts. He has a special message for you Catholic men about his community, Catholic Journeymen. Let's hear from Dr. Jerry. Dear friends, if you are a Catholic male, serious about your faith, and looking for a community of men to support you in overcoming one or more of the many struggles most men face, such as anxiety, scrupulosity, depression, addiction, or relationship issues, then I want to personally invite you to Catholic Journeymen. We have process groups, web meetings, discussions, book studies, and more as we form real friendships. You don't have to journey in isolation anymore. Sign up at catholicjourneymen.com. I'm Dr. Jerry. See you there. And thank you for that, Dr. Jerry. And now let's invoke Our Lady and St. John the Baptist, Our Lady, Our Mother, untire of knots. Pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us.
And here's a credit for the lead-in music for today's episode, which is titled Misty Meadow by George Sundancer, available at Pixabay. <laughs>